I'm Kate Daniels, and this is Medical Insurance Enrollment Season. J.O. is a natural guest to have to discuss some of the finer points of Medicare enrollment as well as the ACA, the Affordable Care Act. Jay is a certified financial planner and the author of a top-rated, top-selling book, Maximize Your Medicare, and we're going to learn some good guidance for what we need to do now in terms of our health care benefits. J.O., good morning, and once again, thank you for joining us so that we can really be on track with uh, where we are in terms of health care, Medicare enrollment, the uh, Affordable Care Act. So uh, we're uh, knee-deep into it right now, aren't we? We are. Thank you so much for having me again. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate it because I think you are really a source of great information and wisdom here on helping us navigate something that I find very complex, and I don't think I'm necessarily alone in that, am I? No, not at all. Uh, It is an important time of the year. The Medicare annual election period, as you correctly stated, is on now. It started on October 15th. It will end on December uh, 7th of this year. So we are at the beginning stages, but it's never too early to get the information that you need so that you can make the selections that suit you best. And it's best to just get on it immediately because life has a way of having some curveballs or just unforeseen things happening, and that can throw us off track. So the sooner we get started and complete, or at least really have it in motion, then there's better success of getting uh, our goal accomplished. I don't think there's any question about it, Kate, which is why I appreciate you, which is that The number of moving parts can be overwhelming. There are always new details to both standalone prescription plans, otherwise known as Part D, as well as Medicare Advantage plans. And as a result, you'll want to check to make sure that what your situation is meets the plan that you will have in effect for 2024. Now is that time that you have these unrestricted rights to change among Part D plans or Medicare Advantage plans. So it's absolutely the time to take advantage of this window. And so they give us, I think, pretty good time. It's about six weeks, which I think is fair to be able to do the research, reach out to a professional like yourself who has really done such deep research into it and keeps us informed always with your book, Maximize Your Medicare, which is coming out in a new edition as well now. Yes, that's right. The new edition will be out in early 2024. And what you rightly stated is that having more information I know it can be overwhelming, it can seem overwhelming, so many choices, etc. But the reality is, the practical reality is that these changes have largely helped consumers because the sellers, the insurance carriers, are competing uh, fiercely to try to meet the needs of their client base. And for that reason, uh, actually most of the details overall, are in the consumer's favor, which is always a good thing. So is there any 
kind of rule of thumb or a little trick that helps us decide which is of the advantage plans is going to actually be best for us? Or it, does it really come down to individual preferences and situations? It certainly does come down to uh, individual preferences, but let me just give you a couple of starting points, guidelines, if you will. The first one, when it comes to Medicare Advantage plans, so Medicare Advantage plans are managed care plans where they'll have all sorts of different letters, HMO, PPO, and the like. The most important thing to understand is that these are annual contracts, which basically mean that every detail is always subject to change every single year. And from there, you can understand why uh, I continue to update Maximize Your Medicare, because it's to reinforce this point that, that you cannot just set it and forget it. That does not make uh, practical sense even though it's human nature to, to not want to change things. That is understandable. When it comes to Medicare Advantage specifically, it always starts for me with network. In other words, certain plans have limited networks and limited access to healthcare providers. Others are far more open, less restrictive when it comes to accessing healthcare providers. Now, that to me is the best way to lower your overall cost and get the attention you may need if you have the need for healthcare services. So I think that that certainly is the starting point. And then second from there is to make sure that you understand your medications because this is the source of stress and it's very unsettling you, because that's the cost that everyday people experience all the time, every month, every three months, whenever you get it refilled. Worried about how much your medications are going to cost. What needs to be remembered is that all the plans are changing, and so as a result, every medication, every location, every plan, any of the three or all three moving at the same time, and so it is very unlikely, just from a common sense point of view, to think that what was good two years ago is good today, is most efficient today. Mm-hmm. It just can't, in our examination, and I've seen probably more dramatically this year, a little bit more dramatically, that changing plans seems to be in order, especially for those with multiple medications. Those are some starting points, ground rules, if you will, Kate. So someone that is just new to Medicare at this time th- right. might be a very confusing time. So it I, is very. Right? right? So I love what you say about start with the network. Totally common sense there. Then with the Part D standalone prescription, are prescriptions not included then in our uh, Medicare Advantage? It has to be separate? No, it's a good question. So the way I try to explain it to people is you have really two big groups. First is Medicare Advantage, and you are absolutely correct, which is that generally speaking, 
prescription plans are included in many of the Medicare Advantage plans. Now, there's a separate route, which is to stay with the original Medicare and purchase Medigap or Medicare supplement. If you did that, medications are not included, in which case it's a very good idea to purchase Part D, which is the standalone prescription plan, right at the beginning, because if you do not have prescription drug coverage at all, then you are subject to a late enrollment penalty that will never expire. So it feels or may have sounded like I've skipped around, but this time of the year is the time that you can change either Medicare Advantage plans or if you have a standalone prescription plan, that this is that time of the year that you can change it without restriction. Yes. So critical to get this done. Confusing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, absolutely. And, you know, to make the right decision, the book, Maximize Your Medicare, is a very big book. And I think that is why it's good to speak with someone like you, Jay, to be able to cut through some of that, because I think we can feel so overwhelmed, but to have someone hear what we need and be able to navigate us to the right place, that really it seems like a, a, a better path to go. It depends. You know, of course, we have clients around the country, including in the Pacific Northwest, and some people will feel like they want to have a sounding board. And for sure, you know, we have lots of experience in listening to all sorts of different situations to be able to deal with that so that they can understand. And my number one objective is for people to clearly understand what they are actually choosing. I don't mind because different people have different financial situation or different objectives. They may want to travel. They may they may think that dental is the most important, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not really in a place where I think it's my place to judge what the priority list looks like for a person, but upon listening to it, can try to then be a filtering system, if you will, to try to help to say, okay, given what you've said, here is a subset because it, the number of choices can be overwhelming, for sure. Right. So, bottom line, it needs to be in, it's enrollment time, it has to get done, or then we're, we're really in a heap of trouble. I generally, don't get me wrong, if you are on a Medicare Advantage plan or on a Part D plan, if you're a member of either of those two, and you do not make a change, then it will automatically renew. That said, you may be leaving valuable benefits, things that you can use, or you may be incurring higher inefficient costs. And you know, I, by nature, I'm a cheapskate, <laughs> so I try to uh, you know, share that information with clients so that they can economize for themselves. In a day of high inflation, every dollar counts. Absolutely. And now, are Medicare, just Medicare, 
is something that people get at once they retire when we when they sign up for it. Medigap two is something that does it have a cost associated with it? It does. So, in the interest of time, I realize that you know we've got to keep it brief. So sure. under Medigap, you have the unrestricted ability to enroll when you first enroll in Medicare Part B. There, on your federal card, there are two lines: Part A, Part B. So in this day and age, many people are working beyond 65. So in which case, the real guideline is when you turn on Part B, then you can purchase Medigap without any restriction whatsoever. However, when this window closes, which lasts for six months, and if you do not have another pathway which guarantees your acceptance, then the sellers get to ask you whatever they want about your medical, your health background, and they can refuse your application if they so choose. So yes, the, the short answer is yes, there's a cost which is going to be higher than zero because Medicare Advantage, we can find plans in most locations nationwide with no additional premium. You do need to be enrolled in Part A and Part B but after that, the premiums can be zero. Under Medigap, that is not the case. And depending on your location, depending on your state-specific rules, the premiums can vary. And they generally increase as you age, not on your claims, but on your age, the age that, you know, attained age is the technical term. It basically increases as you age. Another part of cost increases in this really wild, crazy time that we're living in, I noticed on your website at gh2benefits.com uh, that it mentions that the deductible is increasing in the Part B. Yes, every year, all of those moving parts, both the premium and the deductibles, are going to change it is going to increase, and I want to call it to two hundred and thirty odd dollars, which is about or which is a little bit higher fifteen dollars I want to say higher next year. I don't have the figure right off the top of my head, but both the the premium is increasing by ten dollars a year to one seventy four and change, and the deductible is also going to change. You can consider that that is going to continue. Because to give you an idea on the enormity of the Medicare system, 65 million currently, 20, and next year more people will turn 65 than at any point in, any, in American history. So the, the baby boomer, the end of the baby boomer generation is here, but certainly that doesn't mean the numbers are declining. The numbers are, if in fact, increasing, accelerating. And yes, Kate, two hundred and forty dollars. Like I said, it, I said two twenty-six for last for this year. And yes, two hundred and forty dollars will be the Part B deductible next year. Now, under people who have Medicare Advantage, this is incorporated inside of Medicare Advantage. Under Medigap, if you're new to Medigap, then you would have to be responsible for that two hundred and forty dollars in twenty twenty-four. 
See all the very fine points of what needs to be considered. So that's why it's important to get started immediately and field any questions that there might be about it. And part of this in in terms of costs and it, is that um, so many people have moved into the retirement frame and just have, uh, you know, that social security income. And that, even though it went up a bit, you know, gets easily just, uh, what, drained by the increases and in everything else, uh, including the cost of the insurance. No doubt. And so this is why I don't necessarily, you may can hear, you can hear certain criticisms at certain times of different programs and about Medicare, etc. The fact is that Medicare is a can be thought of the federal Medicare card can be thought of as like a chassis to a car. You cannot purchase this chassis as a private citizen at 64.9 years old of this quality at that price. So it's but the complication here is the language is different even if it looks the same that Medicare does work certainly slightly differently and it's this new language that has to be learned and for people who are assisting their Medicare eligible parent even more a reason for a book on Medicare because that takes some getting used to you know, when you are on Medicare for five, six, seven years, okay, now you start to understand. But if you're a newcomer just trying to help your mother, your father, then that's notably different, which is that you've got to understand that there's a new language. Yes. And honestly, I'm going to take a little tangent here. As you say, a new language. I think about, you know, the large number of immigrant families we have with many of the seniors not able to really navigate the English language really easily. So it is upon the the shoulders of of the kids to know this. And so, again, it it's something that all of us need to be learning and understanding so that we can be of the most help to our parents. We get this question frequently, which is that in the middle of the year, for example, my mother is turning 65 and they are newcomers relatively to the United States. And then I have to help them understand, in fact, what this new language actually is and then how it works. Right. Huh. So, so much to accomplish, and that's why we're getting started right now, encouraging that's people right. to, to get on track and get this very critical part of life managed. Along with that, and so we're talking about, we've been talking about the over 65, but this is also the time that we can look at enrolling if if need be or if we haven't done so um, in the Affordable Care Act. That's right. So they're kind of both at the same time. Our timing is very good here, Kate, which is on November 1, the ACA, the Affordable Care Act open enrollment period will begin. It ends January 15th. And so lots of time, but again, lots of moving parts and details here 
because the premiums are going to be higher in 2024, notably, meaning that I've seen estimates you know, 10% higher can be anticipated on an overall nationwide basis. And in certain locations, it will exceed that. That said, there are financial assistance programs in the form of tax credits called the Advanced Premium Tax Credit. In fact, I had a research note sitting in a think tank that I'm part of or a nonprofit organization I'm part of called the Alliance for Lifetime Income, which reviews kind of the way the that people can have to pay more for Medicare, that's called IRMA, or can claim this tax credit, which could dramatically lower premiums. And not only that, but also have lower deductible, lower out-of-pocket maximum if people qualify for this tax credit. So valuable because the cost of health insurance for private citizens is very, very high. And in the Pacific Northwest, amongst the highest in the country. Oh, that doesn't feel very good. We're bringing, well, realistic news. So it's it's important to be aware and to then to find out about those tax credits. That is something that is upon our own shoulders, right? We're not necessarily going to see that when we go in to want to enroll. There are guides here, but I'd urge caution because the reality is is that the, the tax credits are very, very valuable, meaning that for a, a married couple, for example, we've assisted persons in other locations throughout the country, and this can be worth $10,000 a year easily, easily. But you, do, you are filing for a tax credit which means you are dealing with estimates that you are providing to the federal government. And that also has the implication that if wrong, if not correctly estimated or accurately estimated, you will have to pay it back if you claim an excessively high credit. So you need to understand how the credit works, what goes into the calculation, etc. That was part of the reason for my research note, which is actually intended for both the private uh, community, meaning the public, the everyday people, as well as to the financial advisory world. So one way that we can really become uh, more aware to begin with more informed when we dig deeper is to look to maximize your Medicare for one, as we mentioned, but also on your GH2 benefits website. There's just such a wealth of information uh, along with being able to sign up for your newsletter. So that, that will help guide us. True, Jay? Yes. And I think that what you can hear from our conversations, Kate, is that what people believe uh, are separate topics are actually interrelated. In other words, people may think of tax as something that their CPA only would deal with. And while that's true as far as the tax filing, the issue is that it also affects your access to health insurance, 
which you may need or want for you or your fam and your family household to protect your well-being. So now what you thought or what could commonly be thought of as separate topics are actually topics that interact with each other. And then, of course, there's what I do every day, which is try to think through those combinations, help people come up with solutions that they can afford, that can fit their budget, and also address their priorities in order. So it's a large number of moving parts, but important parts to people's everyday lives, irrespective of age division. Absolutely. Uh, because, oh, with our health, of course, it's one of our most important uh, important assets that we have and to be able to sure. maintain it and to feel like um, we have somewhat of a safety net by having the insurance there to help us so it's not going to break us. Absolutely. And the point of GH2, the thing that you pointed out at, as you discovered I apparently for the first time is it stands for great hope great humanity and the reason is that it looks like financial guidance which it is but its end is to let the individual household family whether than there be young family whether they be considering retirement in any spot in between to in my words get on with it in other words pursue what they want to privately pursue and that's not Jay Jay's role to determine for them but rather help them economize, optimize, so that they can pursue it on their own, you know, whatever their hopes, you know, are for the future. Right. I think that over this year, and certainly from years past, um, whoever might recall that, but certainly this year we've had uh, now our fourth conversation that, you know, we can be really uh, appreciate how your heart is invested in this. Uh, that, yes, it is a, it's a business, it's your work, but it's really more than that. It's your passion. And uh, you want to educate and inform to, to really have people uh, live a good life. It's, life is difficult because it'll have challenges and curveballs enough is what I think. And I don't think that, I think that proper information actually, if, if properly established, then people can use their common sense that they've used to survive on the planet. However, many years, whether that be three decades or seven decades, that people do have common sense. But unfortunately our world and financial stuff technical term stuff yeah. <laughs> is full of jargon and narratives which are maybe partially true but also then sprinkled with hysteria and fear and GH2 benefits my newsletter maximize your Medicare have that common thread I hope which is to say actually this, these are untrue it doesn't make sense. Everyone can please use your common sense. This is not a 
political agenda. This is not anything like that. It's just please use your common sense. But once you get to it, then you can make decisions. And then, like I said, get on with it. Right. Absolutely. So important time of the year, important time of our life to really address whether it's Medicare, whether it's the ACA, this is the time to get on with it. And I think, would you suggest going to gh2benefits.com, Jay, for more information? Yes, there, that's correct. The two letters, GH and for Great Hope, for example, and the number two, and then benefits.com. That's a very good starting point because there you can get access to newsletter, recent posts, and all sorts of other information and content details directly to us if you have your private inquiry. Right. And then, of course, a new version of Maximize Your Medicare uh, for the next year and into 2025 even is becoming available, but that's also its own website at MaximizeYourMedicare.com. And there's this new website called Amazon.com, and it is up there for pre-sale. <laughs> yes. You yeah. may have heard of Amazon.com. <laughs> yes, I think I have. I think we all That's probably, right. yeah, we've dabbled a bit, right? <laughs> yeah. That's um, right. Well, J.O., it goes without saying that this is uh, just always such a privilege to have you join us because of your desire to educate and to inform us and keep us up to date and on track. So uh, I really am in your debt, and I hope that all listeners will appreciate that and really act in their own best interests. The privilege is mine, Kate. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again.